Hello, Fers. Welcome to the NFL edition of Football and Other F Words. And today we will be talking about NFL news. We will be reviewing uh, just one game from Week Five, and we'll be uh, handing out some awards for ba, 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 ba. the best players from the beginning of the season in the first four weeks. Uh, we'll also do pick 'em, but. As always, I'm joined by the usual suspects. I've got DJ EJ over here on the ones and zeros. I've got Mr. Lebowski on the couch with a beautiful French bulldog. He's all <laughs> up in my jet. He's been biting me. Now I think he wants down to go eat my shoes again. <laughs> I've also got Zebo. Ladies love Zebo. I also own that dog that's molesting uh, Lebowski. Well, he's, not really mol- he's just biting me, which I guess is kind of a fetish in some place. So, yeah, he's molesting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last and least, we've got Mike Miracles. Oh, that makes sense. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing good. I don't have any dogs molesting me. It's great. Sounds not, great. Not yet. Slot up my, <laughs> my DMs. I'll talk about that. So uh, let's get to our ad read for the week for uh, some wonderful shirts. Mr. Lebowski. Oh, did you want? Did you want me to do one about shirts? Yeah, you do. I mean, we're just, just going to cut all this out, right? Not, no, no. You, you, yeah. Unless hey, this listen, is you funny, do, you don't have to do shirts. Just ad lib it. Hi, this is an ad read for Tech Dex. Are you wait, tired of wait, the neighbors? Wait. What are we not? You yeah, have to wait. Ready. All right, wait. Now go. Uh, Effers, are you tired of the neighbor's kids getting on your lawn for absolutely no damn reason whatsoever? You look outside, you think about watering your lawn. I've got to mow the grass. What is that little shithead doing out there with that baseball bat again? With now Electrocron, you can get out in the front yard and shock the shit out of those kids till they get back in their own damn yard. Our patented system launches tentacles out of your front yard, straps the children to the front yard, shocks the shit out of them while it calls the cops. You're inside having a lemonade with your wife, laughing your ass off. As the neighbors are screaming at you, you're killing my child. Electrotron, brought to you by F-Words and other fucking podcasts. Well, there you have it. And that was literally just all ad-lib. You you won't believe it until you see it, but that was literally just, he went into another zone. I don't even think he breathed. Uh, I don't think so either. Are you tired of watching the neighbor's dogs come over and shit on the kids that you're electrocuting with the Electrocon system? Now we've got Dogatron. Dogatron will get the kids, strap them to the yard, and then position the dog's ass where they shit directly into your mouth and nostrils. Again, as you're laughing, having lemonade with your wife dogatron brought to you by electricon from f words and other podcasts well <laughs> lemonade sold separately i vote that we don't do the nfl edition we just make him do this for as long as he can what other products you got electricon? Well, I said, nobody's ever gonna want to hear me sing again <laughs> brought to you by electric no <laughs> oh my god well let's uh let's talk about let's talk about the nfl uh i guess um, let's talk about Earl Thomas. Unfortunately, uh, the Seahawks safety suffered a broken leg in the game uh, and gave a certain hand gesture to his uh, teammates. What really, was it, was it, was it towards his teammates? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was towards well, the Seahawks towards towards the bench. It was towards the bench. It was, was towards it? the Seahawks yeah. bench, yes. I mean, the C- his sure own bench. Yes. It? Because Doug Baldwin came and defended him. Well, and I don't know this. It, it not as, the, no. I think it was more towards the organization. Oh, okay. yes. More than towards right. his teammates. Yes. Well, let's use that word instead of trying to, you know, since this is Elijah. Blah, blah, blah. What? 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 
Sensationalizing. That's what I meant to say. He just now got lost hit, it in the middle. He of just it. got hit with the electricon system. <laughs> Are you tired of your podcast hosts slurring their words on the damn podcast? But yeah, uh, he he flicked off the in the general area of the uh, Seahawks bench. Uh, uh, here, here's what I thoughts? will say about this: Can't wait to see him in two tone blue uh, next year. Yeah, uh, he's he's going to the Cowboys. I I would be shocked if he ends up anywhere else. He's I would put it at like a minus four hundred favorite that the Cowboys sign him. All right, are you I'll are you at all like? Sad for him or sympathetic, or do yes. you think that was a bitch no. move? I'm sad. No, 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 no. You're sad for him. Why? Yeah, because he wanted security from the team, and this is why. This is okay. why you well, wanted okay, security I, from the I team. I guess I could see that, but I mean, you know, yeah, I guess. I mean, see he's that. done everything for that team, and he was already. I mean, he was playing great. He already had three picks on the season. True, and. I mean, he was the heart and soul of that defense for for years. I mean, he he might not have had the notoriety of like Richard Sherman, yeah. and um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess he probably would be the second guy behind second Richard one. Sherman. You could argue about. Chancellor, yeah, Chancellor, or, yeah, but, maybe. But. but Thomas was always the better player, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, he's basically the backbone of that he entire Legion of Boom. Gave era. everything. He just wanted to be paid like the star player that he is, and they weren't willing to pay him and. This is why he was holding out. This is why he was worried about it. He didn't want to get hurt going into free agency, and now that's exactly where he ended up yeah. anyways. And this so is, I do feel for him for that. I mean, you can kind of see it from both sides. It's just a shitty situation. You can see yeah. it from the from the league office side of the Seahawks going, yeah, this is why we didn't pay you because we were worried something like this would happen. Yeah. Well, it just sucks, too, because... A lot of I think uh, I think a lot of us fall into this trap as fans to where you know a player gets injured and then it's automatic. Oh well, he's going to be out for x you know x period of time and then he'll be back and blah blah. And who is this backup? And you know like it's yeah. immediately what's the fantasy impact? And well, and 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 even past that, it's like we're assuming that every injury is just recoverable. I mean, yeah. you do, you don't know if all of a sudden he gets eight months into his rehab and he discovers that. Something didn't heal right. The bone didn't set right. And now all of a sudden it's career impacting, career ending, you know, something to where it's going to affect a contract going forward or even his ability to keep playing at the level he was playing at. So you take all that into context. I absolutely understand him looking at the bench and just thinking, dude, seriously, like this middle finger is just for this exact situation you've put me on. And and I don't, I don't know what the conversations were like behind the right. scenes, but it's from all reports. It sounds like it's been pretty contentious between him right. and the team all along. And I kind of feel like layered in that was also a him knowing in that moment that he'd played his last game at the sea as a Seahawk and he was pissed off about the way yep. it ended. And he's just taken the one last opportunity he has a chance to, you know, basically publicly say what he wants to say mm-hmm. and just, Letting it go. Yeah. Hey, and listen, on a just a straight up humorous note, I mean, think about it. The man's at work and he's done what every one of us has wanted to do at a job. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Flick everyone off and still keep your job. <laughs> yeah, still get paid. Uh, speaking of getting paid, Jeff Fisher had his first and probably last <laughs> day as an NFL commentator. Was, he, it, was it not good? It, w- it went poorly. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Uh, he called the Jets versus Jags game. Um, oh, did he? Oh I'm a, I may have to go back and watch this on Game Pass. You, now. you absolutely should. There were there were all kinds of shit flying around Twitter. There was uh, one of my favorites was who is this analyst in the Jags game? He sounds like he's calling the game from his hotel bed. <laughs> <laughs> 
another Twitter reply. Well, to, to be honest, it is Jeff Fisher's beach bungalow, so he's yeah. probably in a bungalow. That's You're true. Right. And that is his normal voice. He always yeah. sounds like he's in, in bed. Also uh, from Twitter, who is doing the Jags game? He sounds like he'd rather be anywhere else in the world. <laughs> Hey, that's how he looked on our sidelines for the last six years of his contract. Um, but this exchange happened during the game just to just to prove how not on the ball he was as a commentator. Uh, Jeff Fisher said, "Is Bortles perfect today?" The play by play play by play guy said, "No, he's not." Jeff Fisher said, "Well, he's perfect in my book." He was talking about Je- he was talking about Blake Bortles. <laughs> what does that even mean, Jeff? Right. I just really want to throw Huxley up against the wall. Just please just don't buy that no, anger. Please, that no. angers me so much. Yeah, he, he apparently thinks that Blake Bortles is perfect. Um, he also praised Sam Darnold for throwing a third down pass short of the sticks. Yeah, oh, that's the classic uh, Jeff Fisher quarterback move. Oh, he loves short of the sticks because yeah. that means he can punt or kick a field goal. Yeah. So. Was, he, was he starting to hyperventilate every time they ran a field goal unit out on the field? <laughs> oh, God. Well, he he did emphatically agree with the Jaguars kicking a 22-yard <laughs> field goal instead of going on fourth and short. No. So, yeah. It, oh. was, it was all the classic uh, Jeff Fisher hits from back in the day. Oh, he just desperately wants... Just please, thirteen to ten. So the please. only thing it sounds like the only thing we're missing is him sexually harassing someone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, like just if you go back and watch it, which you should. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm um, absolutely going. Why? To why just Mike? Or can we or Zebo? Everybody, everybody watching. I mean, why can't um, viewers, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> we have they, they should do it too. It, yeah, everyone should go back and watch it and just listen to his voice. His voice is very, very like. Just it sounds awful. Sounds bored. It yeah, sounds gone. That's, that's, sounds. that's yeah. Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just All like guys. Um, yeah. uh, just uh, uh, you should go to Arby's for dinner tonight. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty good. Arby's they got sandwiches. You know. Yeah, that's why I've heard. That's a new that's, campaign thing. That's what yeah, I've heard too. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, how everybody expected Jason Witten to do well with. You know, because Tony Romo did well. Two completely different personalities. Yeah. And please, for the love of God, please get Jason Witten off these Monday night games. He's bad. We actually have good primetime games, and we actually have good Monday night matchups. And he is fucking our ear holes into the ground. <laughs> and it is fucking awful. It's bad. He, I feel like he's... He I, obviously he's still new at it, so maybe he'll get better as he Shut goes. Shut the fuck up! But but he, I feel like Ugh, he starts nice talking. Boy. I feel like he starts talking, and he doesn't really know what he's gonna say. Like he during the game, like <laughs> been there. Monday I'll night, be honest, I've been there during the game Monday night, uh, Broncos Chiefs game. He starts talking over this replay, and he's like, oh, just look at Pac-Man Jones here. Look at this veteran corner. Just wily coverage. And he's like five yards behind the receiver, and I'm like, this is not good coverage. And he's just like, oh, look at him. And like eventually the receiver had to slow down to try to catch the pass, and Pac-Man finally catches up to him and like knocks it down. And he's like, oh, just look at that coverage. I was like, Jason. That's terrible fucking coverage. It's like, just a worse throw. Yeah, it's just a broken play, and yeah. he got lucky that the guy had to slow down. Like, he just starts saying stuff. Like, he is <laughs> just, uh, uh, I'm just going to make words. Here's my, here's the one reason why I haven't started a change.org petition to get Jason Witten off. Wait, you have? Oh, no, this is my oh, one reason why it. I haven't. 
Oh. It's because I do not want to get rid of Booger riding around on that golf cart. <laughs> oh, I, I love Booger. What the did booger, you call it, LeBowski? The Booger Bus. The yeah, Booger, booger bus. bus. The Booger <laughs> Bus is so entertaining. The golf cart. He was in like a weird platform on one of them. No, I, I that's what it is. It's a platform. I'm not decided on Booger Bus or Booger Buggy. Either way, either way, he runs. He's running over these like cables every so often <laughs> that just jerk him around violently, and it's just <laughs> infinitely entertaining. Looks like he's riding a roller coaster. Yeah. Or something. but I, I feel we'll like Booger way less if he's not on the Booger Buggy. I like I like his analysis because I mean, in some way during uh, the Chiefs game, he was just like, it basically he just sounded like he was fed up with watching the Chiefs secondary <laughs> yeah. tackle. He's like, if they want to if they want to win football games, they're gonna have to tackle better than this. This is awful. And, like I mean, just laying it out there. And I'm like, I like that. I mean, Booger, Booger was always yeah. good on the uh, college game days that ESPN yeah. did and stuff. I I always liked Booger, and I think Booger got a bum rap for whatever reason, the first week or maybe a couple of the preseason games. But I, I think all the hate was misplaced. I think he really just was that much better than Jason Witten. I would pick Boogers over... Yeah, you would. <laughs> over Jason Witten any day. Yeah. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I'm like, it. I just like it when they put Booger up on the How do they not have a segment called Booger Picking yet? <laughs> How do we not have a Booger Picks? Booger Picking. Yeah, you're I mean, absolutely right. I mean, come on. <laughs> I th- I think that they kind of need to make the audible now because I mean it's very it's very very vocal how much everybody hates Jason Witten. That's bad. Get him out now before this tarnishes him. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. like Jason Witten was a great tight end. I'm starting to feel that it could bleed into you know other stuff. Why can't they hire someone good for this show? Like it's Monday Night Football. It's ESP. Yeah, uh, but I yeah. mean, God, Gruden was awful too. I mean, let's be sure. honest. Witten's no worse than Gruden was. Yeah, because yeah, he is. Gruden, well, every, well, everybody he is worse. Well, he doesn't a, have the this guy right here. Yeah. This guy right here. He, he's just a heck of a player. And it's like yeah, they, yeah, that guy's excited. made one play all game. At least it was a fucking robot uh, saying, "Oh, this true. guy right here." Gruden was at least excited, but he was excited yeah. about everything, and everybody yeah. was the best. Because oh, he always guy knew right that he was here, going back in. The he coaching. was. He's just the best quarterback I've ever seen. Next week, this guy right here is just amazing. Best cornerback in the league. Like I just got so tired. Is, of that is shit. there a faux Witten yet on Twitter? Oh, there needs because because faux Gruden faux is Gruden the best Gruden. killing it. Still yeah. killing it, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure that we get on that before we release yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be that creative. I don't know. Uh, the the faux Witten like account might be too boring. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, players who are returning from four game suspensions. And uh, any kind of uh, impact oh, you think so they might have. I'm so happy that Mark Ingram is back. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the one that you're most excited about because he's on your fantasy team. Oh, Mark I'm Ingram. so happy that Mark Ingram is back is because he's also been training with Anquan Bolton to learn to catch passes. Okay. Better. Better. Sure. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah, because he's he's definitely was still finished RB9 last year with Kamara and Adrian Peterson through like a two to three weeks. So if you are like me and took a chance and held on to Mark Ingram this long and drafted him, held on to him this long, you're going to get your your payback because the Saints offense has been has been good, but it hasn't been near as good as what it was last year. And that's because Mark Ingram isn't there to take around. With, with, there's no drop off. 
there's there there's drop off in different ways. Kamara is definitely more explosive with the ball in his hand, but he last year only got like 12 carries a game. So that's about 16 to 18 carries missing, and he's only averaging 16 carries. So there's still tons of carries being missed, and that's where Mark Ingram comes into play. So this offense runs through Mark Ingram, runs through Kamara as a combination. So this Saints offense is really going to take off, and they really did well by making it through three and one so sure. far. Mike, can we get an un- unbiased opinion? That's not really unbiased. I mean, that's just stats. I'm sorry stats yeah. are biased now. Was this Trump network? I think it'll help. I I don't know how much and better the uh, Saints offense can really get. I mean, it's already been pretty awesome. They're, they seem virtually unstoppable. It's not yeah. been as good as what it says because it's, it's basically Drew Brees, Mike Thomas, and Kamara. That's a Everybody, lot. Yeah, but that's a lot. <laughs> that's but a that's, lot. But that's nothing else going on. Yeah. It's not putting up the numbers it did last year. He'll, he'll help. He'll help for sure. I mean, I, I he'll don't know. Help. Yeah, I don't know how, if it's going to be a, hater. a huge difference, but it'll help. Yeah. Lebowski, any thoughts? Uh, on this or just yeah. players coming back from suspension? Uh, Ingram. We'll get to the other guys in a second. No, I'll just default to these two. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Julian pass. Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. Uh, Julian Edelman's coming back for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, it's a wait and see for me. Yeah? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sold on this Patriots offense just yet. I know they went and beat the Dolphins, which was inexplicable. Uh, well, by by well, the way, by how I much mean, they beat him, by how much they beat yeah. him. But you got Josh Gordon, you got Chris Hogan. I mean, Julian Edelman may benefit with no Rob Gronkowski, but you still got James White and Sonny Michelle there. Gronk's still playing, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. It, it, he, he was looking not, like he might not. He, he was not on the field today. Yeah, yeah he might not. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know where Julian Edelman, who is 30-something, coming off an ACL uh, tear. He's, I mean, 30-something in Alex Guerrero years is like 19, so. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, is that yeah. how it works? Is he a Mayan uh, It's because uh, of all the quote-unquote Pilates yeah. that they do mm-hmm. at uh, TV All the 12. avocado toast, toast yeah. my friend. I, I, <laughs> yeah. if, if I'm playing fantasy, I don't look at Doug Baldwin, look at Dalvin Cook, look at Leonard Fournette. You never, you hardly ever should play a fantasy player coming off an injury, coming off a suspension, unless they're an elite level talent. And Julian Edelman's not an elite level talent. Fantasy purpose, I'd wait and see. Okay. I think it'll be a big help to the Patriots offense, though, because he's, he's connected with Brady in a way that, you know, they know what each other are, are going to do before they do it. So mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to be a big help. I think the Patriots, everyone obviously was shoveling dirt on their graves too soon again. Right. Um, they're going to be just fine, and they're still the class of the AFC. Uh, I will say this. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I will say this. The Jaguars have yet to beat a team with a winning record at this point. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Do you have anything to add on the Edelman stuff? I, th- I think the Pats need him. I, th- I think he'll be uh, I think he'll be a welcome addition, and I think they need him back. Of course, Provided he's gotten all the uh, you know things out of his system that whatever he was doing the, the avocado <laughs> toast or lines of human growth hormone, I mean, <laughs> what he's doing. No, but in all seriousness, they, I think they need him back. The I still contend that their win this week was 
still a bit of a fluke. I, I actually think they've got some serious problems, so I think he'll be a welcome. I, I still think they have to. I mean, I know they put the smack down on the mm-hmm. Dolphins, but it, it, it seems like every week, the the Bills put a smackdown on the Vikings. Yeah, Are, is uh, that changing our narrative? Yeah, but I mean, the Patriots doing it is a different thing, though, because is the it? Patriots should, should it be? Yes, because the Patriots have done it for seventeen years. But they're two and two, and they've been two and two before. When's the last time they were two and two? I'd, I'd have to look it up, but I, I, I saw too. a stat. But I saw a stat. I just of, wanted to call you out on so that. <laughs> I, I saw a stat that showed their opening four games record for all uh, six, what five or six Super Bowl championships yeah. they've won in the last seventeen years. Five, um, and I think they were four and zero oh once. They were three and one once, but they were two and two or worse the other three times. So. It, it just this seems happens. a little different. This happens with them. They I, always do it, though. They I know play their they way always the do season. it. I know, They're but better this, in December than they were in September. It always happens. This seems a little bit different. We, I mean, does we it said not, that we said that when they got blown out by the Chiefs. Well, like, listen, is there a mouse ago. in your pocket? Because I didn't say that. Well, everyone said that. Well, I mean, every idiot <laughs> fucking said it. But I, I think it's a little different. I mean, I don't think this is a downfall. I mean, I do think this is a downfall. Back then, the Chiefs. I'm just like, yeah. It's the Chiefs. It's the Patriots. Let's worry about later. Because we know the Chiefs should have a downfall, right? Because, I mean, that's who they are. And that's who Andy Reid is. But I don't know. I feel a little different about this one. And I don't think Julian Edelman is some, you know, savior. I know you are big on the white wide receiver corner. <laughs> but, I mean, this is not uh, receiving Jesus coming down, you know. He's not being resurrected on the, the fourth day. I mean, this in the combination with Josh Gordon could be big for them. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, don't, we'll just see. We'll see. I don't think they're unbeatable, but I, I think it's way too early to say that they're not the favorites to win the AFC East and go to the playoffs and be a contender for the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Um, switching to the Colts, Robert Turbin is coming back from a four-game suspension. Oh, okay. Do you think that there's any <laughs> fantasy appeal there? Oh, I'm no. sorry. I thought you were just saying stuff. I didn't know you were going to ask a question. Because uh, he gives a fucking shit about well, Robert Turbin and the The Colts have Colts. an awful running back core, and I was wondering if maybe Robert Turbin has any kind of shot there. <laughs> I, I have no idea. The only guy the only guy that I think has any How do you value, have a better record than me in fantasy? The only the only guy that I think <laughs> has any value for the Robert Colts over is Naheem Hines. I, I think yeah. Hines has a dis- defined role in as a PPR a league. As I mean, you have to have PPR here. to have any value out of Naheem Hines. The Colts Hines. are going to get beat a lot, I think, and the Colts are going to be down a lot. They're going to throw a lot, well, especially and, with and the Hines Patriots a lot game of coming up. I mean, yeah. he he could be a valuable flex if you are struggling. He's, yeah, he's. But it's only like not someone it, you'd feel yeah. great about playing. I mean, yeah. Stay, uh, stay away Robert mostly Turman. from the Colts. Back. Let's talk about Isaiah Crowell yeah. and his new sponsorship that he just got. I'm excited about this. Yeah. So he he. uh you know, wiped his ass with the football during the Jets Browns game last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a new sponsorship from Dude Wipes. <laughs> it was just reported on by Pro Football Talk before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dude Wipes are kind of like a manly toilet paper. Yeah. It's like one it's white Charlie's, right? Yeah. See, I, okay. thought they, I thought they were just like wet wipes yeah, or something. Yeah, like one white Charlie's. Because yeah. when yeah. I've seen them in the so stores, they, one they look like one white Charlie's. What is a one white Charlie? They're, they're from uh, Dollar Shave Club. I mean, hey, look, 
Dollar Shave Club, pay me money if you want this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but dude wipes. But yeah, we're here for you. It's basically wet wipes for your for your fun places. Yeah. I mean, I I've I've seen those before, but is there really such a thing as a one wipe? No, there. That's impossible. No. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it really? Because if there is, the I am actually going to start spending any, money on some one wipers. Any male that has grown up in the South and all the ridiculous food that is cooked here, there is no such thing as a one wipe. I mean, fucking Huxley's not even a one wipe. He, oh. he fucking Bart- shit on the uh, doormat. Does he steal oh, his like, ass it was all, like, all around the floor? Oh, uh, he did. Uh, he What he did. Okay, hey. side story. <laughs> side story. Okay. I take a shower. I let him kind of roam around in the mornings. It's just me here. Terrible. And idea. yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> idea. And I probably won't do it ever again because he went and took a shit at the, uh, one of my doormats and they came in and he looks at me while I'm in the shower and I go, Hey, what are you doing, bud? And then I just turned the water off. I turn around and he's wiping his asshole right where I'm supposed to step out of the shower mm-hmm. and just shit fucking everywhere. That's a power play. Yeah. He's a, hey. he's mm. such a bitch. <laughs> But either way, but if we had dude wipes, that would never happen because Huxley could have wiped his butt. There you go. Congrats to One wipe. Congrats (laughs) with his dude wipes. Congrats to Huxley. Do you think we're going to get dude wipes as a sponsor? Absolutely not. Not Not after that section. (laughs) They don't want to hear that. Maybe I'll cut it off and send it to him and start singing songs for him. (laughs) Just mail him that uh, that rug that he ruined. Yeah. Just mail him that. We'll send something back. Um Let's talk about the Vikings-Rams game. I know Zach was excited about this. Ziva. It was the fucking best Thursday night game I've watched since Aaron Rodgers came in against the Cowboys back in, I don't know, 2008 or something. I'll say the the Browns-Jets game the week before with the Baker-Mayfield comeback and all the drama. That was up there because it, it came it, down it to the last there. minute. But that's yeah. two Thursday night games in a row. When's the row. last time as the NFL has ever had success in prime time that we can remember. I mean, you gotta remember was it two years ago they started with the doubleheader on Monday and it was oh. San Francisco and LA and Chicago and something else and it was, was just awful. fucking shitty. Yeah. The, and then the and Chicago that Monday year had like seven or eight primetime games and it was uh, fucking infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> uh give me a fucking break. I mean this is great. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Out of all the games besides the Titans Eagles game that game was fucking lit. It yeah. was so fun to watch. I mean, Jared Goff really told everybody, hey, I'm not a system quarterback. Sean McVay helped teach me. He helped coach me this part of my career. But he got me away from Jeff Fisher. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was him. making throws that you can't teach on a system. It's not yeah. a system throw. It was phenomenal to watch. Cooper Cup was awesome. Poor Anthony Barr. He may <laughs> need to retire. I'm surprised there was an injury that came out this week. Injury report, kind of like, uh, was it Chris, Chris Conte? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. but it was the McVeigh game plan. And yeah. someone fucking told me, or fucking said on ADZ Sports this morning, that Sean McVay would not be as successful as he was with the Rams as he would be with the Steelers. And I'm thinking, go fuck yourself. I mean, how stupid are you to ever say that Sean McVay is not a good football coach? Is he farting or is he snoring? He's snoring. <laughs> uh, um, that he couldn't succeed with Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, Le'Veon Bell but last year when he came in the league as a head coach. Yeah. 
and with Wade Phillips. I mean, let's give props to Wade Phillips for being a good. He's a great uh, defensive coordinator. coordinator, and I don't know if I'll make it through this podcast with them snoring behind me. <laughs> well, yeah. seriously, we need Jander to get together over here. Mr. Oh, Sam we're talking man. about the dog. <laughs> uh, the The Rams were super impressive. It, it's hard it's to phenomenal. see how how teams are going to stop that offense right now because McVay's in a zone where it's just he can get any matchup he wants. It seems, and he. Sets it up, and now golf is playing at such a high level. Like he said, some of those throws were just good, regardless of who was covering who or yeah. who who was on the receiving end of it. He's just dropping lasers into tight windows, and I mean, he played out of his mind. It was legitimately possibly the best quarterback performance I've ever seen in a single game. And, I mean, and let was, me pour one out for you if you had to play against Cooper Cup and or Jared Goff or Robert Woods or Brennan Cooks or, or Adam Thielen. Stephon Diggs. I mean, you're talking about five 100-yard receivers in one game. Yeah, that was fun. You want to have a fun stat? Adam Thielen hasn't had less than 100 yards receiving in a single game this year. Fun stat. That is fun, especially because he's on my fantasy team. Even funner <laughs> stat. Very fun. Um, let's talk about... Ah! You okay? <laughs> just like a, he just woke up. It's just a uh, growl from the producer. You all right? That, that's the sound of a... I think it's because he traded away so, on this podcast yeah. Derek Henry to Adam Thielen. Yeah, mm. That, was, that mm. has worked out swimmingly. My God. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the state of the NFL. Um, we, we seem to notice this week that roughing the passer calls were a bit lower than they were. Do you think that was a coincidence or do you think that was like a, a slight nudge from the NFL saying, Hey, let's tone it down a little bit. I think it's coincidence. I, I think that they're, I mean, if you look at the plays that would have been called, they were performed correctly by the defender. I think they're learning. Okay. I don't I don't I don't know that I'll go so far that the NFL reached out to the refs and said let's turn it down a little bit as in the, the refs themselves maybe have just decided to kind of pull back a little bit just so that they a possibly don't get murdered leaving the field but just to kind of tone it down a little bit because the games have been getting so contentious over I mean the crowds are absolutely boiling over with rage about it I I, I think it was intentional. I think I don't know if the refs did it on their own call or if the NFL. And of course, good luck in the NFL to ever comment on it if they did reach out and tell them to back off. But I, I think there was some sort of coordination there to, to back it up a little bit. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if, like you said, it was kind of a even if it's a little bit subconscious from the refs because they've been hearing about it, you know, they for have the last yeah. week, you know, two weeks about oh god, this is awful, this is ruining the game. What are you supposed to do? That has to creep into your subconscious one way or another and and affect how you're seeing things. And I don't know the, the, you know, I I get you don't want your quarterbacks getting shots into the knee. You don't want your quarterbacks getting headshotted, but the body weight thing is one that I just don't understand. How are you supposed to tackle them then? Because some of these guys like Cam Newton's is basically a six, five, 260 pound running back. How are you supposed to tackle that dude? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you can't land on him and you can't hit him low and you can't hit him high, like 
he's just going to be unstoppable. You just yeah. let him sit back there until you get enough people to, you know, all hold his down. arms down or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> or get the electricon system or something. I, I, but I, I don't know how you, how are you supposed to tackle a guy without landing on him? It's, yeah. You can't stop it's yourself. Impossible. Once you hit somebody, yeah, it's, it's not like you can lift your body up off. Like what, is, what, is, what the physics of you, they can't fly or levitate or, I mean. That we know of. Sounds like a personal problem. It's just like you hit somebody, and if they go down, you might just land on them, and that's okay. You know, Mm. how how many, because it's the Aaron Rodgers thing, right? It was because that's how he broke his clavicle. Like, boo-hoo, you broke your clavicle. Like, give me a fucking break. That's one guy, one play. We can't just say, okay, because this guy got hurt on this one play, we've now got to make this play. But apparently you can. Yeah, because that's what they did. They did it with Brady. They did it with Rodgers. Maybe there is a connection to this, but maybe there's not. But let's talk about the offensive numbers for the first quarter of the year. 3,030 points scored is the most through week four in NFL history. 344 touchdowns are the most through week four in NFL history. 228 touchdown passes are most through week four in NFL history. And then there have been 12 different 400-yard passers so far in the NFL, which is the most in NFL history. Not to mention that there were five this last weekend of 400 yards. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And this is is crazy. The time of the season when the defense is usually supposed to be ahead of the offense. But I I love it, for one, because I, I just think... And I don't think, I frankly don't think it has anything to do with the roughing the passer calls. I, I think maybe on those specific drives, you get yeah. a better chance at scoring a touchdown. But I don't think the players are playing, I don't think the quarterback's playing with less fear because he's still getting hit. Yeah, he gets a penalty, but he still feels that hit and he could still get hurt on yeah. one, whether they call a penalty or not. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. But I do, I, I just think it, what it is, is we're seeing some of the best quarterback play we've seen out of the NFL probably <clears throat> possibly in our lifetimes I mean the young quarterbacks you got Mahomes you've got Goff you've got Watson's playing well Mariota you know just had his best game of his career the young I mean, Trubisky's throwing six freaking touchdowns the young guys are playing really well and some of these guys are going to be a good quarterbacks now I don't know if all of them are going to turn out to be that great but some of these guys are going to be really good, and we're starting to see that next wave of great quarterbacks enter the NFL and enter their prime. I mean, Wentz is another guy. Wentz, Wentz was fantastic against the Titans. Now, the Titans' defense played really well, too, but yeah. Wentz was great. Um, it's it's going to be fun to watch this league this year because there's just not that many teams that are just unwatchable anymore. I mean, the Cardinals maybe, the Bills probably – that's about it, though. I mean, yeah. even the Browns are fun. I mean, yeah. it's a totally different league now, and it's fun to watch. I think the coaching's better. I think teams are starting to realize what works. I mean, it's a copycat league. You see what McVay's doing, yeah. and you try to copy it. See what Andy Reid's doing. You try to copy it. I think you're seeing more creative coaching, better quarterback play. I just think the NFL product this year is probably as good as I've seen in well, you know, my life. It's been so good that – you got to remember at this time last year, what were we talking about? We were talking about Anthem. Yeah. We were and talking that, about Trump. Yeah. We were talking about all kinds of different things that had nothing to do with football. 
And you know what we're talking about? Fucking awesome football. football I mean, yeah. it's great football this yeah. year. It's so much better. Here, Here's a question that I want to propose to everybody. And we may not have the answer tonight on the podcast. Maybe something that is a recurrent theme. But you have guys like McVay, LaFleur, all these offensive coordinators. I saw this question posed to someone, uh, Chris Wessling. Who is the new defensive coordinator that is going to be able to combat all of these offensive coordinators? Who's the young, up-and-coming defensive coordinator that can put a stop to all this? I'll say... Is there one? Two guys Two guys that I like okay. right now are James Betcher, who ended up going to the Giants. I think he's really good. I don't think he has a ton of personnel with the Giants right now to work with, but I, I think he's a good coordinator. I can't argue with you anymore um, at this point. And then uh, Matt one. Burke. For yeah. the Dolphins, I think Matt Burke is a fantastic coordinator for the Dolphins. He just I, got I think he's by the very Patriots, good. Yeah, but I think he's very, very good, very creative. A lot of their blitz schemes are tough. You know, they love to show that double A gap look and then back out. You know, different right. guys, bring guys from different sides. He's he's a creative guy. Um, Did he come from the Ravens? Dean Pease? Uh Burke. I'm not sure what his background is. I'll have to I'll have to look yeah. it up, but. Um, those that, are two guys that I've I've been impressed with. Recently. I'm not gonna lie, that would be a really good article, and I think I'll write one for Music City Miracles. There you go. <laughs> After my I write my all 22 that should have came out yesterday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're just running with that joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. Um, I can't think of a really hot defensive it, coordinator or. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, it's either somebody who, in, in who, positional coach. And you look at the guys that are doing the best jobs right now, and you've got like you know they're all DMPs, yeah. Wade Phillips. Um, they're keeping the up with Chicago? the young guys here and there, um, but not uh, Vic Fangio. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's the it's the older guys that are carrying the the Jim weight Schwartz on the would probably side. be the youngest that I could think of. He's still in his fifties. Yeah. I think. I mean, Something you don't like have the. I feel like we're at that crossroads where we don't have the next wave of defensive geniuses. Well, I think it I think it goes this way traditionally is that the offense takes a step forward, the defense then matches it, and then the, the innovation typically seems to start, at least in yeah. my experience, on the offensive side. So I, I think that will come. I just think it's it's you know lagging behind the offense, and I do think we're kind of seeing like a fun arms race for that next step in, you know, NFL innovation, offensive innovation. Yeah. No, we are. And and I'll, you know, I'll I'll end with this is that that's why I am so I, I don't want to see the NFL step in too heavily with things like the roughing the passer because I think that skews for a few years that like you're talking about that development talent of defensive schemers instead yeah. of scheming against a good offense and, and, and that system and how do they affect it they're doing that plus they're trying to landscape around this bullshit rule of treating the quarterback like a pile of toilet paper and you don't want to injure it or you know push it too hard and it just you know i mean like you can either hit the quarterback or you can't so i, I don't want to see them affect the rules too much because I, I want the game to grow organically and not be affected by rule sets that just kind of defy logic. Sure. Let me go back to the defensive coordinator thing. And we really thought that Steve Wilkes and, mm -hmm. and, and to be fair, Mike Vrabel is a defensive, you know, coordinator and stuff. And right. that's where he came from. But Steve Wilkes and 
uh, Todd Bowles was going to be that next step in the defensive coordinators coming over to be head coach. And, you know, I know Todd's got kind of dealt a bad hand and Steve Wilkes maybe got dealt bad hand. I just he think definitely that got dealt a bad hand. I just think that I don't know. I think that he kind of got a little bit full of himself thinking that he could be a good head coach. He, I mean, he, he's literally taking the ball away from David Johnson as best He made player. a poorer hire on the offense end, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike McCoy that. is the problem. But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how Steve Wilkes goes the next, next year. But I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see who is going to be the person that is going to come up with the defense that can stop Sean McVay. I, I could see. That's um, the thing. You know, Todd Wash from the Jaguars is another younger-ish defensive coordinator. On no, the we rise. don't talk about Jaguars on this podcast. But, <laughs> but I'll say I'll say this about him: a lot of what the Jaguars do on defense is just because they've got some badass defenders. Yeah. You know, they they've got Calais Campbell. You don't have to we, coach that. Listen, much with Calais we could Campbell, go out there you know? and coach that team. I coached <laughs> the Sigma Kappas, and they were not very athletic and. But they were big. They were strong, and they weren't afraid to go after the uh, the flag, and they did whatever I wanted to tell them to. When you have players that do it like that, you can coach. Very there good defense. Go. We made it to the championship. Humble brag. athletic. Humble brag. We didn't win. Um, let's talk about people who are winning. Let's, let's get to our way-too-early awards, which is... Oh, uh, boy. We're about 25% of the way through the season, so we're going to give out some... Uh, the f- I don't know twenty five percent of should the we all give awards. out a choice and then let the uh, listeners vote? I yeah sure I can do that on podcast yeah let's do that wait a minute Twitter on Twitter yeah yeah um, <laughs> so I'll just walk us through each award we'll kind of go around in a circle and give our picks yeah uh, let's start off with the big cojone let's start off start off with MVP um let's start with Mike Miracles. So I, I think it, it has to come down to two people, and okay. it's Mahomes or Goff, one of the two. Both teams are undefeated. Laughable. Both, both teams are undefeated. Both quarterbacks are absolutely dealing. Yes. I ended up choosing Mahomes because I feel like Goff has more. Oh, so drinking the Kool-Aid. I feel like Goff has more talent surrounding him than Mahomes does. True. Now, Mahomes what? has a ton of talent on offense, but he's carrying a defense, too, that is terrible. And he's got him at four and zero. And was I think, that defense looking that good this past Thursday? Well, they're playing the Broncos. The Broncos are terrible. They they've got zero offense. Yeah, I'm talking about the L.A. Rams defense. Oh, wasn't looking that yeah. good against the no, Vikings. Well, yeah, the defense didn't play great. But I'll say, I'm just saying I think it's a coin toss between the two for me. But I would go with Mahomes right now. I think he's just been unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you on that. 15 touchdowns in four weeks is insane um you know what else was insane was through seven weeks deshaun watson was about to be mvp and god of the nfl and look at what he is now through four weeks so is this only the mvp of four weeks or do you think he's gonna be the mvp of the whole year or are we projecting for the entire year i thought we were i thought we were i was was doing through the first four weeks well i think i mean i mean if you want to if, if you, you want to project, yeah. you're welcome to. Well, I think most of my stuff still stands. Okay. Well, we'll give us your stuff. Drew Brees. Get the man some fucking credit around here. Drew Brees is your MVP. 
and he has eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. And the motherfucker is carrying a kind of a hamstrung offense with nobody outside of Mike Thomas and Alvin Kamara. You want to say, it's oh, that's to, a lot. That's I'm not going to let you say a ham, an offense is hamstrung when it has Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara <laughs> on it. You just want to say that Mahomes and Goff has the best, you know, offensive supporting pass, and weapons. then Mahomes has, you know, hardly anybody. I Mahomes never has, said he has hardly anybody. I said he's carrying a shit I'm just defense. saying who has more weapons. Between who? And between the Saints, the Rams, because you picked uh, golf was listed, and Mahomes. Or if we're looking at offensive weapons, I would say the Chiefs have the most. Yeah. Who has second most? Saints. The Rams. No. The Rams have three wide receivers and Todd Gurley, and you're going to try to come in and say that Michael Thomas and Kamara is is uh, I, too they, better they're deeper they're deeper but michael thomas is better than any receiver the rams have by far well, i mean that's one position but you gotta look at the all the weapons on the field and drew Brees is literally eight touchdowns no interceptions he has three games with a over 100 passer rating give me a fucking break give the man his credit this guy could be a top two or top three quarterback of ever Ever. Of ever. Of ever. Of ever. Forever, ever. Give me a fucking break. Lebowski. Pat Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) He he loves him some Pat Mahomes. He's on his fantasy team. He's having his Mahomet, as they say. (laughs) I just just want Zach to look at me as I say it again. Mahomes. (laughs) Unbelievable. Deej, do you have a pick that you want to submit? No, he's good. All right. I think he said Mahomes. I, I heard something over here like that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, let's move on to uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, let's start with the same order. Big Mike. I think it's I think it's pretty easy. I think it's Khalil Mack. I, it, it's hard to overstate the impact he's made yeah. in the Bears. I mean, the Bears defense was going to be good, but they are amazing. And he's already got five sacks and interception. Uh, four forced fumbles and a touchdown. The, the guy's been incredible. I mean, he's obviously, you know, small sample size right now, but he's sure. on pace for 20 sacks, which would, you know, put him within striking distance of the all time record. I mean, I, I, it's got to be Cleo Mack. Yeah. I, that's what I had as well. Oh, my God. Zeebo. Why don't y'all just fucking fuck each other already? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Okay, I can see. Yeah, it's incest. So <laughs> Listen, uh, I understand Khalil Mack. I understand you could say Aaron Donald, a lot of people. But Casey is making some plays. And I, I just think that Jarrell Casey needs to be in the conversation. Whether I believe that it should be <laughs> Khalil Mack or not. I mean, I, if, I, if I was voting day and I was a voter, I'd probably vote Khalil Mack. But like Casey would be a close, close second in yeah, my opinion, he, and and I think where what he's doing on film, where he is just pushing offensive linemen into quarterbacks, you know, either offensive lines can't cover every or can't guard everybody on our team, or they're just not showing the respect to Casey. Either way, Casey is having the time of his life this year. And I think it's not over yet. And I really do think, though, that if Casey was not playing the first four games, we would not be three and one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yep. 
Um, would either of you guys pit? Put JJ Watt or Aaron Donald in that? No, I'd put Watt into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I would. Not. Watt's been. Fantastic. I would absolutely not. He's still a monster. I would absolutely not, <laughs> Mr. Lebowski. <laughs> I got to go, Cleo Mack. Cleo Mack. For I, I mean, I'll just go the simple stat that's all for ESPN. Well, three, I'm glad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. The adult. Well, a really great podcast that all three of you have agreed on the first two. Uh, well, we're not, well, sometimes you don't want to. I mean, well, sometimes a thing so is so obvious, you've just got to say, okay, yeah, that's that's what's happening. That's not yeah. so obvious. It's pretty obvious. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, can sorry, can I finish uh, yeah. Kanye? Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm going to let you finish. Through three weeks, the Bears were allowing a 77.8 passer rating and 7.3 yards per attempt with Mac on the field and a 142.6 passer rating <sighs> and 9.3 yards per attempt with Mac on the bench. That's Fuck pretty crazy. MVP. Um, eat your heart out, Gruden. So let's go with offensive player of the year. Since we since we pretty much all picked uh, quarterbacks for MVP, let's go with non MVP candidates for offensive player of the year. They're non quarterback candidates. Yeah, sorry, what did I say? You said non MVP candidates. Yeah, uh, non quarterback. Uh, understood. I so I was split between Gurley and Michael Thomas. I think I think it's one of those two. I didn't have any of those two on my. I list. think it's one of those two. Michael Michael Thomas is putting up stupid numbers, stupid numbers. He but had, they're he had, catching numbers. I mean, while and, they're impressive, they're just a bunch catching. of yards too. It's a bunch of yards too. Michael Thomas is a baller. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go Gurley though. I, I think Gurley is unbelievable. Yeah, Gurley's been great. He I makes had, that offense go. I had him and I had it as a toss up between him and Alvin Kamara. They both have six TDs. They're both just the absolute powerhouse of their offensive, you know, schemes and everything. Um, so I I guess if I had to pick one, I would go Kamara, but just barely so over Gurley. Zebo, what was your pick? Did you have Lebowski? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Do you, do you, I just want to listen to him get yeah. angry when I say that I agree with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 600 yards, six TDs. Yeah, Here, that's a lot of yards. What I'm going to do. Get, he's getting buck nasty I'm right I'm going to make Big Mike be the asshole because I had three of them. I had Tyree <laughs> Kill, Alvin Kamara, and Zeke Elliott. I think I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. Because at the end of the year, he'll probably have 2,400 all-purpose yards. That's what he's on pace for. And I I just think that's amazing. So I'm going to go with him as uh, MVP. Tyree Kill's probably my close second. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, see, we all agreed. How does that make you feel? Hmm. I feel great about it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right. I will be shocked if we all disagree on this one. Uh, Coach of the year through the first four weeks. Big Mike, that's got to be variable. I, I know it's a it's a homerish pick, but I can't. I mean, if you but look even at the objectively, you, you look at the adversity he's yeah. faced, what he's been up against to get this team to three and one. Like, yes, it was a playoff team last year. It does have some talent on it. He didn't come into a, a bear cupboard by any means, but it, he, a bear covered in what? A, a bear, a bear covered. covered. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Are you tired of bears being covered in God knows what, being in your front door to get home from work? Electricon. Uh, no, I, I, I think Vrabel, when you consider the circumstances with the injuries, he's got to be the pick. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, I mean, it's got to be Vrabel. I really thought you may have picked Nagy Nagy. No. But no. 
But it means definitely got beat. I, I actually the next two I had behind him were McVeigh or Andy Reid. Okay, McVeigh's already won it. Let's get off his nutsack. <laughs> we know he's awesome. Just because just because he won it last year doesn't mean he can't win it this year. That's right? true. I mean, All right. you have to get yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the comeback player of the year. Who's your way too early pick? Let's start with Zebo. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, you have to go Ryan Tannehill as a comeback player of the year. He's got three games of 70 plus percent completion percentage and seven touchdowns through interceptions and two passer ratings over 120. He still is kind of good on the ground. He's gotten 44 yards in one game rushing. So. I mean, he's hitting everything. I know the game of this last week where he got zero points on my fantasy team. I still beat a guy named Clay McCarthy. Fuck Clay McCarthy <laughs> in uh, one of our fantasy leagues. But um, I, I think comeback player of the year, I mean, we didn't know what to expect from him. That's true. And I I think he should be there. Interesting pick. Uh, Mr. Lebowski, I gotta go. John Motherfucking Brown. Ooh, oh, yeah, John Brown. He 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 was he was walling out. Yeah, in that uh, Steelers game. I really like that. He's my pick. Big I, Mike. I was gonna go with John Brown too, but I also oh, really? mention mention one other one. Uh, Jordy Nelson. What? Like I was. I, he was in the a grave light, a light and they receiver. were they what were already surprise. shoveling dirt on him and he comes out with his 164 yard game the other week i mean <laughs> and he looks pretty good i am not gonna lie the raiders have screwed up a lot of stuff but jordy nelson is uh is looking okay yeah this is not gonna be popular especially with zach but i'm a, i was gonna go with jj watt oh uh, yeah that's a good one he that's a good one yeah he was hurt all last year he came back he's being dominant and obviously I'm gonna hedge Not that dominant. I'm gonna hedge that a little bit with he played the Giants, which is basically just they having the a Giants, girl scout as a tackle. And and now they play the Jets. Not right. three great Not, offensive. I, I lines. know, but still the production is there. Yeah. And and the How many sacks? He's been incredibly disruptive. Mm. Disruptive. Not a lot of sacks though. He's got five sacks. He's, he's been as disruptive tied. as you have been. He's he's tied for <laughs> second in the NFL in sacks. Um, Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Facts. Well, I'll have to take that back. Uh, let's let's go. <laughs> I quit Googling J.J. Watt after a time this season. <laughs> let's go with Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, let's start with Zebo again. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who this is going to be. Okay, who's it going to be? Is, no, does I he go to Alabama? Calvin Ridley. <laughs> he could not wait. <laughs> he's on pace for 1,056 yards. He already has six touchdowns, so he's on pace for 24 receiving touchdowns. So if he gets 1,056 yards and 24 receiving touchdowns, he's automatically the best player to ever play the game. <laughs> so, well, I don't but know. But he already, true. well, 24 <laughs> touchdowns? I think Randy Moss has probably done that before. That seems like a. Totally a lot, but he's already got six touchdowns in three games or four games, but you know, six of them were in three games. Calvin Ridley is your MVP. I mean, he's somehow finding his way into the end zone in this Steve Sarkeesian offense with Julio Jones is still finding six touchdowns already. There's receivers that go whole seasons just getting six touchdowns. This is your offensive rookie of the year. Throw everything else out the window. Baker Mayfield's maybe the only other person that you can put out there. Mm-hmm. I think Fuck Saquon others. Barkley. I think there's Fuck Sony Michelle. 
It is Calvin Ridley. Six touchdowns already. Go fuck yourself. Mr. Lebowski. God, I so want to pick Saquon Barkley just to piss him <laughs> off. But I, I have to agree with him, Calvin Ridley. I, I really, I kind of think that one's a no-brainer. Yeah. Stats are I, there, buds. I would, I would written al- on this fucking also, note card. I would also agree with Ridley. I think Ooh. I think he's got to be it. I would say Saquon Barkley and Philip Lindsay are both in the conversation there. Except for, you know, Philip Lindsay, you know, punched someone and got kicked out of the game. Well, I mean. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that that's that's a hugely relevant offensive rookie <laughs> of the year stat. Yeah. yeah, I mean seriously, Ray Lewis stabbed somebody and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he did that a couple times ago. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. I didn't see nothing. Uh, the offensive rookie of the year is Calvin Ridley in my book. Yeah, yeah. look at this. Obviously we are one four. family. Look at us. We're all agreeing on stuff. Uh, for the Zach, Zach loves it when we agree with him, but not yes. when we agree no. with each other. Because <laughs> y'all are always wrong. Uh, let's let's move on to our final uh, award category. I got two. Defensive, oh, no, I need to put that one down. Defensive rookie of the year. Can we redo all these? Yeah. yeah. Uh, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, we'll start with Zebo again. Derwin James, three sacks from the safety position, one interception. He's tied for second and pass defenses. And trust me, everybody's throwing on San Diego. So I have to say that I think he's probably defensive work of the year with Harold Landry as a close second. Oh, Mr. Lebowski. Denzel Ward, just because I want to give it to somebody on the Cleveland Browns because I'm so <laughs> I, bought in on the hype. I would, I would have. I mean, that's a pretty good one. Listen, I'm I'm going with Landry, and I knew that. That's I know, why I didn't go Landry because I knew his dick was out for Landry. I know, I know the stats aren't there Watch yet. Your away. <laughs> the stats aren't there yet, but the performance. I mean, is the the tape is there? Yeah, yeah, it is. He's he's making an impact, even if the stats aren't necessarily showing it. And he did get his yeah. first sack, and they're coming. Yeah, I picked Derwin James as well. I thought Minka Fitzpatrick has played yeah, well. He's played and really it's well. an honorable he's worth, mention. He's worth but that, I mean, yeah. he's not on the level as Derwin James. Mm. Yeah. Uh excuse you. What was, was that a cough sneeze? He's ripping like. apart a WWE belt over here. All right. Well. Yeah. DJ, and again, and again we're talking about Jainer. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to Pick'em. Uh the current my, standings. Uh, app out. Did you, did you fix this last week? Uh, no, we're about to do random picks uh, right in front of the entire group. <laughs> uh, the current standings in our F-Words Pick'em League are Big Mike with 37, Zebo also with 37. So tie for first, my friend. Someone made a lot of comeback last week. Keith has 32. That's me with 32 in a solid third place. And Mr. Lebowski has 10 because he didn't he pick him in the league again last week. <laughs> Wait, I... Okay, you I, you I didn't put him in your ESPN oh, no, league, dude. He, he came oh. out of the barn strong, but he came out with a strong 10 has since put up zero. <laughs> I'm on it this week, guys. I will log a bit as soon as I hit the <laughs> random picks. All right, let's start with Thursday Night Football. We've got Colts versus Patriots. Who do you got, Zebo? Uh, Patriots, do you, does anybody see... As we go around, does anybody see anybody that you would start from the Colts offense besides Andrew Luck, possibly? Uh, bad pass I'd, defense or anything? I'd consider Naheem Hines just simply because the Patriots have some of the slowest linebackers on the planet, and <laughs> the, the Colts are going to be behind in this No, game. No T.Y. Hilton. Anybody can start Zach Pas- 
Pascal? Pes- no, he was on the Titans practice squad last year, and uh, no. He got I like know. 86 yards last Ryan week. Grant, Ryan Grant would be the other Colts receiver so, to start, so but no, I would no not. No T.Y. Hilton, y'all would start anybody? No. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, much like, uh, you know. The, I'm going uh, Patriots. Much like the Colts owner, Jim Irsay, and his baby pool full of pharmaceuticals, he has no <laughs> idea who to start. We don't either. Yeah. I'm not touching anybody on the team. Uh, Lebowski, who are you picking? Uh, <laughs> ESPN has randomly chosen the Colts for me, which I think is a huge mistake. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I am actually picking the Patriots. Okay. Big Mike. Yeah, I, I think it's Patriots, and I think it's a no-brainer. You've got the Thursday night football effect. The yeah. home teams almost always win Thursday night football. Well, I, I shouldn't say almost always. They win a, a higher percentage of Thursday night football games than regular home teams do. Patriots, much better team than the Colts. Colts are missing their best offensive weapon. That's it. Can you give us a number on that percentage or no? Uh, I think it's like 63% versus 58%. I did a study on it a few years ago. I can't remember the numbers, though. Gotcha. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Well, Broncos. Oh, sorry. I picked the Patriots. I thought that's pretty obvious. Well, uh, it's not <laughs> obvious. Uh, Broncos versus Jets. Let's start with Mr. Lebowski. Mm. It, it appears. Wait, Broncos, Jets? Yeah. He's right. not going down the. ESPN right wants me to go with the Broncos. Oh, yeah. I, I used a different list, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'll go with the Broncos on this one. I have no idea. All right. Big Mike, Mr. Mr. Miracles, Mike Miracles. Um, I'm taking the Broncos, even though I don't feel great about it. I, I don't think the Broncos are any good, but I don't think the Jets are any good either. So Yeah, there, there's no feeling good about this game. Yeah. No. Uh, this is the weird one of the week, and uh, I'm going Broncos as well. Zebo. Fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt, too. I looked at this show. one, I was okay, like, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go Jets because they're one. at home. Jets at home. Okay. Jet, Jets at home. I think they have similar quarterback play, similar skill position players on defense. I, I, I'm just going to go with that. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Packers versus Lions. Mike Miracles. Um, I'm going Packers. I just, right. yeah, I, I just don't, don't trust the Lions. Yeah, I can't really trust the Lions either. I'm going Packers as well. I'm going Lions. I I feel like the team is starting to click on offense. I feel like they're dedicated to carry on Johnson, and only because they caught wind that I traded him away <laughs> on fantasy, so that's why he's getting all the uh, the carries and stuff. But Darius Slay is playing out of his fucking mind. I mean, he's really look at good. him on some plays that he is just. He's just crazy. The only problem is he's the only guy on that defense that plays. But let me say this. Packers have no Geronimo Allison, no Randall Cobb. So I am definitely going Lions. Hmm. Mm, I'm going to go with the Packers. Mr. Lebowski is for the Packers. Just like a Lions. I mean, the Lions The Lions are, are, are sneaky. I mean, those wide receivers are good. No, the wide receivers are very good. Um... Let's move on to uh, Giants at Panthers. Mike. Panthers. I uh, just I don't, I don't trust the Giants on the road. I think the Panthers are a pretty good team um, coming off a bye, too. So, Which, by the way, what what's up with a week four bye? 
Who who needs a bye after three weeks? The Redskins and Panthers both got week four. Who decided that? I would have hated that. It's like on a lunch break at ten thirty. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I don't understand. Wow, why is that the last seven hours of the work day? Just pure shit. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's gotta fuck you over. Yeah, it's just not good. It's it's a bad bad thing, but yeah. anyways, Panthers uh, Panthers win. Yeah, Panthers. Uh, I think Cam Newton's going to carve that defense up. Yeah, I'd go Panthers, and I think that Devin Funches is going to have a good game. Sleeper pick. Hmm. Good old fantasy sleeper. Uh, Mr. Lebowski. Uh, ESPN has told me to go with the Panthers, and I am going to go with the Panthers. Well, there you have it. All right, let's move on to this next one, and let's all say it at once. Titans versus Bills. Titans. 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 Yay, we did B- by it. By a lot. Yes. This is Start the, the Titans fantasy This defense. is the Derrick Henry game. Yeah. This is it? I I'm would love it. to see it. He's I'm breaking it, it open. I'm feeling I, it. I could see it, 100%. Uh, moving on, Falcons versus Steelers. It's the Falcons game. Start Calvin Ridley if you got him. All right. Offensive Zebo rookie of the year. Falcons. Uh, Mr. Lebowski. Steelers has nothing to do with James Conner. Oh, I feel like it had a little bit to something to do with James Conner. Big Mike. I'm going to take the over. What is that? <laughs> I just think there's going to be a lot of points scored. <laughs> I agree. Um, I don't think either defense is any good. Uh, I'm going to go Steelers and I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling good and I'm going Falcons. Um, just just to flip of the coin on that one. Uh, Ravens versus Browns. Zebo. Going Browns. I feel like uh, Baker Mayfield to Antonio Callaway and Nick Chubb got 105 yards, I think, on three carries. Yeah, he scored touchdowns on two of his uh, three yeah. carries. So I think that's going to be a lot. This, between him and Carlos Hyde, Antonio Callaway, and you have Jarvis Landry, I, I think that's a lot to handle for the Ravens defense that sometimes good, sometimes isn't. Going and set home, going the Browns. Okay. Mr. Lebowski. Hear my logic out here. I'm going with the Browns. Here's like why. It. Because the Titans like are going to beat the hell out of the Bills. And of just, of course, as our luck would have it, the Browns are going to beat the Ravens. They're going to piss them off, and it's going to set up this epic matchup between us and the Ravens. Two weeks from now, that is my logic behind that pick. ESPN has told me how to pick the Ravens. Okay, <laughs> I'm <laughs> Mike Miracles. I'm taking the Ravens. I I just think Baker Baker's going to be pretty good, but I, I think this is going to be easily the best defense he's faced yet, and I, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. Mm. Well, I disagree. I'm going Browns. Oh, I think, uh, think that offense is is going to click into place. Um, and it's going to be good. Good news, Bears. Uh, let's go on I mean, to good Dolphins. News Browns, you mean? Good news, Browns. Uh, let's move on to Dolphins versus Bengals. Uh, Mike Miracles. Bengals. Uh, I think the Dolphins were a little bit of a mirage. I believe more in the Bengals. I, I've been on the Bengals all along. In fact, I've got a Vegas bet in place for Bengals winning more than I think it was six and a half games. That's looking extremely promising right now, but. Um. Yeah, I, I believe in the Bengals. I think they're the real deal. Yeah, I uh, I'm also leaning heavily towards the Bengals. I think uh, that offense is clicking, and uh, yeah, Red they Rifle. should get Joe Ma- Joe Mixon back. So 
I know that Tyler Eifert went down, but he wasn't that you know prevalent in the offense anyway with the snap counts. Tyler Boyd targets. is balling out right yeah, now, yep. which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, but I'm definitely going Cincinnati Bengals. All right, Mr. Lebowski. I'm going with the Bengals. ESPN says I should go with the Bengals. Therefore, it's going to be a tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's your tie prediction for the week. All right. Can you even do that and pick them? Can you pick a tie? No, but I'm uh, doing it right the fuck now. All righty. <laughs> Write an angry letter to ESPN. I'm going to shove that check mark in between both boxes <laughs> and email the result to them. <laughs> that, that didn't come out right at all. Let me, let me, let me back up a second. So we all picked the Bengals, actually. Just shoving that. stuff around. Yeah. Uh, Jaguars versus the Chiefs. Let's start with uh, Zebo. This is really hard because... I hate the Jaguars, mm-hmm. but they have a good matchup situation going on because Blake Bortles could probably look really good against the Chief de- Chief Defe. defense. Mm-hmm. But that's also what I thought about Case Keenum and Case Keenum shit on my fucking dreams this past week because he's a fucking piece of shit quarterback, he's a bad player, and he's a fucking <laughs> shitty. And fucking Mike McCoy can go suck a dick. <laughs> So I hate them so much. I'm going to take it out on Blake Bortles, who's a piece of shit fucking quarterback, and I'm going with the Chiefs. <laughs> so you, so I had a lot of anger to get yeah. out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> After that little outburst over there. Um, I really like the Jaguars here because, you know, once you factor in Leonard Fournette, oh, I'm sorry. He's on the bench with a fucking hamstring injury like he always is. The Chiefs are going to whip their ass. <laughs> Mike Miracles. We're, we're not bitter over in this corner. No, at all. Um, so I, this is going to be one of my like games I'm most looking forward to watching for the week because the Chiefs offense versus the Jaguars defense is going to be just incredible. And on the other side, the Jaguars offense versus the Chiefs defense is going to be like a you know slow moving train wreck. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see on both sides. It's kind of a, a strength versus strength game. Um, so I'm super excited to watch it. I I'm going to take the Chiefs because they're at home mostly, um, and I think I think that offense is going to do enough to to beat the the Jaguars. So all right, let's uh, move on. Raiders. Did I pick? I picked, right? I don't think no, you picked. Think no, you, you didn't pick. Well, I picked the Chiefs then. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to Raiders at Chargers. Uh, let's start with uh, good old Mr. Lebowski over there. Uh, ESPN wants me to go with the Chargers. I'm fine with that. I like watching the Raiders uh, burn right now. Yeah. Mike Miracles. Yeah, I'm going Chargers. Chargers, uh, I, yeah. I think the wheels continue to come off the Gruden mobile. Yeah. Uh, Gruden's grinding to a halt. So uh, let's go with the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going to go Raiders because I really thought the Raiders uh, were going to lose to the Browns last week and somehow they fucking won and I didn't watch the game. Don't know how they fucking won, but I'm just going to keep riding this Raider train because they proved me wrong last week. They won in overtime. Can you really? I know that part. Keep riding a train that's yeah, only one I, I got game. on. I got, <laughs> see, see, the game ends at four quarters, so I got on at halftime. Okay. All right. All right, uh, Vikings Eagles. Let's start with Zebo again. Vikings Eagles. Mm. Man, I didn't really see a lot of good things from either team, but I think I'm going to go Vikings because that defensive backfield of the Eagles got a lot of work. But Jim Schwartz could have him ready. I don't know. I'm going to go Vikings. 
Interesting. Mr. It's Radowski. at home. It is. It's at home for the Vikings? For the Eagles. Yes. Eagles. Mm. Eagles, I don't know. Eagles right I, I don't know that, that that's going to factor in too much. I, I think I got to go to the Vikings on this one. Mm, Mr. Miracles? Mike Miracles? Uh, oh, I keep calling you uh, Mr. Miracles. I don't know. It's very respectful, though, and Mr. I appreciate that. Um, Brother the, Miracles? Uh, Eagles defense is completely different statistically at home versus the road. I think the stat was that's all last week. They are averaging going back to like 2017 they're averaging uh allowing 13 points per game at home and like 24 points per game on the road which is a pretty big split between the two i think the eagles win this game and get back on track and i think Wentz is playing out of his mind right now so if the let me tell you this if the eagles win that means that the vikings are one three and one yeah i'd be pretty surprised too pat Shermer. Uh, not Pat Shermer. Who? Yeah, yeah, Mike Zimmer. No. Pat Shermer. What about John D. Filippo? I mean, the offense hadn't really been the problem. It's been the defense, which is pretty shocking. I mean, so does that mean that Mike Zimmer could be on the hot seat at one three and one? I don't know. I, it'd be too early to put him on the hot seat after how good they were last year. I think you you give them some time to pull it together and and see if they can bounce back. But it, it's been a surprisingly slow start from them. Yeah, and I, I I predict that it continues. I pick the Eagles. Um, Rams versus Seahawks. It's Rams, Rams. all day long. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're picking the Seahawks, you have not been watching football. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> someone tried to trade me Russell Wilson today, and I look through his stats, and I'm looking at him like, oh my god, he didn't even get touched. I mean, these. These yardage is like under 300 every game. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. He had Doug Baldwin last week. I mean, no running back. Like he's got. But he did have a. He does have running backs. Carson. Yeah, Yeah. past two weeks, Chris Carson has gone over 100 yards rushing, and then we have Mike Davis goes over 100 yards rushing. I know everybody wants Rashad Rashad Penny to be a thing, but he's looking more like Eddie Lacy of last year than he is of Rashad Penny of last year. Yeah. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm I just don't believe in the Seahawks offense to really bounce back under Russell Wilson until Brian Schottenheimer is gone. I will, I will say it's a it's a little bit of a trap game in that. Earl Thomas just got hurt. There's all this drama going on. It's a home game for the Seahawks, and their backs are kind of against the walls. I mean, they're they're two and two. They drop to two and three and fall five or three games behind the the Rams in the division. That's starting to look pretty dire. So yeah, I will say it's a back against the wall kind of game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks come out firing, but I just don't think they have the firepower to keep up. Yeah, I don't think they can keep quarters. up four quarters, right? Um. Let's move on to the least watchable game of the week. Did you not pick one? Mm, said, no, but I will pick one. He, I thought he said uh, Rams with all of us. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Also no, they're just they're they're gonna they're gonna dance all over the rest of that carcass of the Legion of Garbage. I agree. <laughs> yeah, Legion of Garbage. Um, let's go to the the least watchable game of the week: Cardinals versus 49ers. Well. <sighs> Zebo, do I have to pick something for this? Fuck you! You, ch- you chose me to go first. Yes. Just say a name and we'll move on. Cardinals. <laughs> I'm going Cardinals. Oh, look at you! It's the first time I picked him this w- this year, Mr. Lebowski. 
the 49ers just because I, I don't know. I just want to watch the Cardinals continue to implode. You just like that their quarterback's jersey has beat hard on the back. That has nothing. I'm changing my pick because of you. I'm picking the Cardinals. <laughs> All right, Mike Miracles. I'm taking the Cardinals. Uh, wow. I believe in Josh Rosen. Yeah, oh. I do too. Rose colored glasses over here. Oh, well, I'm also picking the Cardinals, which is weird. So, what a weird thing for us to agree on. I know. Um, Cardinals yeah. on the 0 oh 4 Cardinals on the road. <laughs> Sweep them. Yeah. Sweep. Uh, let's move on to the Texas Bowl Cowboys versus Texans. Mike Miracles, we'll start with you, Mr. Longhorn. I am taking the Texans. Is this Sunday Night Football? No. Uh, is uh, it? Oh, wait. Yes, it is. I think it uh, is. Yeah. Fuck. I, I think it'll be fun to watch. I mean, you got Zeke and Watson Shut and Watt. I mean, you got some players. Uh. Demarcus Lawrence is fun. Um, I think the oh, Texans God. are going to have a hard time blocking the Cowboys defensive line. I think Demarcus Lawrence is a real problem for them, but I think Watson's just so much better than Dak Prescott. I, I think, I think the Texans win. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys offensive passing game is going to always be an issue. Uh, Could look good against this one, though. Yeah, and it's gonna be. I feel like the Texans are tough to run on. Still, even if, even if that defensive front isn't quite what it, you know, maybe we thought it might be at some point, they're still tough to run on. So I I think Texans, Zebo, Cowboys, Mm. and it's gonna be because Zeke Elliott has gone over 100 yards these last two weeks on the ground, but he's also these last two weeks he had. A couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, he had 44 yards through the air, a one called back that would have been an obvious touchdown because he actually accidentally ran out of bounds. Mm. And then he also had a deep pass this week through the air that did count for a touchdown. He's involved in the passing game too. Zeke Elliott was kind of my sneaky pick for an MVP non-quarterback. It was him and Tyreek Hill and... Kamara, and I end up going Kamara, but Zeke's having a sneaky good year yeah, when you look at it, well. and it's just because he's stuck on this, it's weird to say, but shitty Cowboys team that is getting really no good press from it. I mean, that's usually outside the machine. Of, outside yeah. of Zeke and Lawrence, I mean, they're... A team is really kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, I think this Texans offensive line is a mess. It's the fucking worst. I think it's 77... Out of 77 offensive tackles that could be ranked in the league that has snaps, they have the 77th and the 74th offensive tackle. Yikes. And they are coming up against a good, pretty good defensive line uh, from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I, I think... Their offense is good enough to move against this defense. Uh, the Cowboys' offense is good enough to move against this defense. I think it's going to be one of those games that is a 24-21 win, Cowboys. Interesting. Mr. Lebowski? Mm, God, I don't want to watch either one of these teams yeah. play. I will not fucking really? watch this I will game. not be Really? I have garbage. no interest in watching this game. I feel like this is super intriguing. This because you've got, well, for one, from a Titans angle, you've got the Texans to see if they're continuing to implode. But, I mean, I feel like Watson and Zeke are, are pretty uh, watchable players, even if, you know, they aren't surrounded by much. I, I, just, I, I don't And Hopkins watch. is 
you know pretty yeah. special too. I just I don't want to watch Butthole Chin Bob play against Faceful of Pharmaceuticals <laughs> Jason Garrett, who I don't even think knows is coaching a team. Like I think Jason thinks he's running a call center somewhere, just <laughs> smiling and looking like a dumbass. I don't know. I'm just gonna any mini money Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Very Mike, scientific. Mike, you already picked it, right? I picked the Texans, very, yeah. Uh, that was very scientific, by the way. <laughs> Slide into my DMs if you want that formula. Uh, let's move on to our final game of the week. Monday Night Football. Washington versus Saints. Zebo. It's hard to pick against the Saints at home. And it is Mark Ingram's comeback game. So I'm going to stick with the Saints, even though I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Mr. Lebowski. I will go with the Saints. I'm also picking the Saints mostly because they're playing at home in a night game in New Orleans, and that is always a recipe for a insane crowd. So yes. I think uh, I think Saints win, but I do think the Redskins keep it competitive. Yeah. Well, we're all in, a, in an accord, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, that will do it for the NFL edition of football and other F words. Thanks for listening, Fers. Make sure to visit our sponsors at fortheville615.com. Follow us on Twitter at Pod. Rate and review us if you haven't already. And uh, you can get more of Mike's opinions on the Titans at Music City Miracles. And we are football and other F-words, and you've just been F'd. 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 Flip off your sidelines, folks. Flip them all off. Are you tired of lead-out music that does nothing for you on other podcasts? Well, then listen to what Jader's got for you here. It's rocking, it's all up in your shit, and it's everything you could possibly want out of a podcast. And it'll electrocute your kids in the front yard, too. I never said that. What? <laughs> Mr. Lebowski, you're perfect in my book. Are you tired of other people's on your <laughs> Why, yes, yes, I am. Tell me more. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play. Brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories. Like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0. Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.